Today on the program, I'm going to respond to the chants of pro-abortion advocates who are on college campuses following Created Equal around as part of our road trip for life. I'll also be responding to the comments of Vice President Kamala Harris, who is the gift that keeps giving. So if you want to learn how to defend the pro-life position, stay tuned to Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can donate to our work and follow our work by going to createdequal.org. And if you like the program, folks, uh, if you would, go to markharringtonshow.com. You can follow us there on all our various social media platforms and our podcasting platforms. And if you would share it and give a five-star review, we'd appreciate it. This gets the program out in front of more people. So today I'm going to kind of invert the process. We're going to have, hopefully, an update on the baby body parts scandal that unfortunately is continuing across America as relates to abortion. But we're going to start out with an update from the college campuses. Right now, Created Equal is involved in what we call our road trip for life. And our road trip for life is where we put a team together. We put them on the road, as you can imagine, road trip for life, right? And we go to college and high school campuses across America. And so we've begun already this with this semester with a visit to the state of Michigan. Uh, we're in Indiana. We're in Chicago, Illinois right now. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be in Kentucky and Tennessee. And then we'll be back in the state of Michigan because I've been talking about that with you folks about the importance of being in the state of Michigan because there's going to be a constitutional amendment expanding abortion to the very modem of birth. It's going to be on the November 8th ballot. So we're going to be up there again in late October. So that's our road trip for life. Go to college and high school campuses. We use abortion victim photography and video to make our case that abortion is an act of violence. It kills a baby and people need to see it to believe it. And so we use video and pictures to make our case. So last week we were at Eastern Michigan University. That's in Ypsilanti, Michigan, with our Jumbotron TV. This is a huge, just like you would see at a sporting event, almost as big as that. We roll it onto the campus, we set it up, we play abortion victim video, and you know, we just let it rip. And then the, the, the discussions begin. Of course, you can imagine we have protests during these times. People come out and oppose what we're doing. You would think after seeing abortion actually in, you know, in video, that would be enough to settle the debate over what this is. But there are still students that come out and try to put forward the pro-choice side. They don't do a very good job of it, but they do their best. And it ends up being typically people who will stand in front of the jumbotron trying to block it from being seen. They'll have chants and all kinds of other antics to try to distract students from talking to us. So when we were at the Eastern Michigan University, that happened. And so what I want to do, I'm going to play this clip and this is the typical mantra that we hear. 
from pro-abortion students. They'll say no uterus, no opinion. Go ahead and play that clip. All right, so there you go. I mean, it's as simple as that. By the way, I don't, if you're not watching this and you're hearing this on my podcast or terrestrial radio, the gentleman that was screaming that was wearing a Spider-Man suit, just so you know, a Spider-Man suit. So you know, we know Spider-Man is a man, at least we think he is. You know, nowadays you never know. But he's saying no uterus, no opinion. It's really interesting that men even say that. So I guess the pro-choice Spider-Man, right, who, who is a man, I would assume, is saying that he shouldn't have an opinion, I guess, because he doesn't have a uterus, but yet he feels like he can say no uterus, no opinion. Well, really what it boils down to is this, that it's only pro-life men that don't have an opinion. That's their point of view. Because if you're pro-choice and you're a man biologically, you don't have a uterus, then it's okay. You can have a position on abortion as long as it's pro-choice. But once you're pro-life and you're a man, a biological man with no uterus, you cannot have an opinion. That's the argument. It's interesting that that was being chanted again by men, but that's acceptable to understand to pro-abortion advocates as long as you are pro-choice. Interesting, isn't it? Now, let's keep in mind that genders don't have arguments. People do. So it doesn't matter the gender of the person that's making the case. That has nothing to do with the logic of the case. We would look at the case independently of who's giving it. That's called an if somebody makes the case that it's they 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 make the argument based on the person that who's making the case, that's called an ad hominem logical fallacy. It's a fallacy, a logical fallacy. Uh, it doesn't matter who makes the case, it's the case that we need to evaluate based on the merits of that case. And uh so, but just keep in mind when it comes to abortion, the original Roe v. Wade decision that's been overturned, by the way, thank God, uh, was a seven to two decision of the U.S. Supreme Court and all nine justices were men. And, you know, pro-choice advocates don't have any problem with that because the men were pro-choice, at least seven of them were pro-choice. So, that's the uh, no uterus, no opinion chant from Eastern Michigan. Now, uh, they continued on with some very common chants. This one is one we hear all the time, even today. And that is my body, my choice. Go ahead and play that clip. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. All right. Well, I don't know if that annoys you, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. My body, my choice. See, here's the thing. Pro-abortion students, for the most part, don't want to engage in civil debate over abortion. They just want to shut you down. 
They want to disrupt you. They want to stand in your way. They want to interfere. They want to block. That's why they put up the the umbrellas and bed sheets and all kinds of things to block people from seeing our abortion victim photography and video. And they also just shout. They chant things like my body, my choice. So let's deal with this one. And I've dealt with this in the past, of course. But this is uh, this comes from the the concept of what we call bodily autonomy. That is that we as human beings have autonomy over our bodies. And and for the most part, we would all agree with that, although it's not uh, it's not universal. It's it's not absolute. We don't have absolute uh, control over our bodies. Right. I mean, we we can only do certain things with our bodies as long as they don't hurt someone else. And so when they say my body, my choice, they're saying they can do anything with their bodies, and even if it hurts someone, right? And in this case, if a woman is pregnant and she's saying my body, my choice, and she's exercising her so-called right to abortion, she's using her body to harm someone else. So that is a violation of bodily autonomy. There are limits to it. Uh, we've talked about this at, at length on the program. And, uh, you know, we understand that they that, that, that you've got the mother's body, you got the baby's body. They will even admit to that. They'll just say that because the, the baby is developing inside the mother's body, they have autonomy over the unborn child. And they can choose to have the baby or kill the baby. That's tip. That is basically the argument. So it's the, the, the child is not part of the woman's body. The child resides in the woman's body. All right, let's go to the next clip. Now, this is at the University of Washington, and this comes to us from our good friends at Tiny Heartbeat Ministries. And they were on the campus using, once again, abortion victim photography. And this is one of the chants we heard from that pro-abortion crowd. Go ahead and play that clip. We had to to bleep out what they're saying, but they're basically saying F them kids, F them kids, F them kids. Right. And so this is what we unfortunately hear more commonly on college campuses this day, these days. It's no longer so much my body, my choice. It's F them kids. They they understand at this point in 2022 that the unborn are human. They get they get that part. Right. And they're just saying. F them. We don't care. We don't like kids. We hate kids. And we hear that more and more on college campuses. It's sickening. It's really hard to deal with as a pro-life advocate and a Christian. It's very hard for me to hear this stuff. Uh, But this is, I mean, they have come to the conclusion that the unborn are human and they don't care. They think it's okay to kill them. And so, unfortunately, this is more common on college campuses than ever before. And this gets to the issue, and I've dealt with this on the program, and that is lots of these students and a lot of women nowadays who are pro-choice, pro-abortion, and also have abortions, will commit abortions, know exactly what they're doing. 
They know exactly what they're doing. And many of them, not all, many of them are not victims. Yet the pro-life movement continues to call all women victims and say that basically we shouldn't have any legislation that would uh, bring about the prosecution of women. Now, I think that's a problem, and I've dealt with this on the program, and I'm not going to go into it in detail here. But I think we can understand in 2022, there are a lot of people on college campuses and women who abort who know exactly what they're doing, and they are not victims. And this is really exemplified by this chant, FM Kids. All right. Now we're going we're gonna to kind of shift gears to the political. And we're going to shift gears to Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, you know, I, I, she's been speaking out recently about uh, the abortion issue because it's a supposedly a Democrat uh, talking point as we lead up to November 8th. They see it as a winning issue in the aftermath of the Dobbs v. Jackson Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe versus Wade. They think it's going to mobilize women to come to the polls. And that's why Vice President Kamala Harris has been on the, the campaign trail stumping for, for candidates and, and has been out front about her views on abortion. So here's what we want to do. We're going to play this clip. Uh, this is Kamala Harris talking about abortion. Go ahead and play that. We must agree that the women of America have the ability to exercise their own judgment in making decisions about their own body. And the government should not be making that decision for her. And it bears noting, one does not have to give up their faith or religious beliefs to agree that the government should not be making that decision for her. All right, go ahead and stop there. Well, I, of course, she goes back to the tired out slogan, basically my body, my choice, and says that the government should not be making a judgment for women as to what they should do with their own body. We've already dealt with that. You know, most people understand that the unborn are a separate entity altogether. Uh, they're not uh, part of the woman's body. They reside in the woman's body, so forth and so on. But what I really want to zero in on is she said that if you're a Christian, she didn't say that, but she, she said you don't have to, quote, give up their faith to agree. You don't have to give up your faith to agree that abortion should be legal. Now, what she's saying there is you could be a Christian, you can believe in the Bible, and it's okay to kill children. You could be okay with that. And what she's trying to do, obviously, is get Christians to say, oh, yes, you're right. Uh, we want to vote pro-choice. Now, the problem with that, of course, is Scripture, you know, Kamala's not a theologian, right? She's not. Now, Bill Clinton, on the other hand, remember him? The great theologian, the theologian-in-chief, you remember, way back when, several decades ago, uh, famously said, quote, there is not a scripture in the Bible that condemns abortion. Now, I don't know if you remember him saying that. I do. I'm old enough to remember that. And the question we have is, is he right? Is Kamala Harris right? That you can 
have religious faith, Christian faith, believe in the Bible and Jesus Christ and support abortion. Well, it's not very hard to debunk this viewpoint. Of course, liberal Christians don't care about the Bible. They don't care about scripture. Uh, they've, they've remade Jesus into their own image. So they can make him say virtually anything and they can make the Bible say virtually anything. And there are mainstream uh, denominations that support abortion. We get that. But they're apostate. They're not the ones I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about as a Bible-believing evangelical Christian, it might be persuaded by this notion that we want to leave this up to women to decide. We don't want to be judgmental. You can have faith in Christ and believe that abortion should be a woman's right. Now, let, let me give you a couple points as to why Bill Clinton's wrong and why Vice President Kamala Harris is wrong. First of all, what does the Bible say? Now, the word abortion doesn't appear in the Bible. We know that, right? But in uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, God says, as part of the Ten Commandments, the Sixth Commandment, thou shall not murder. Thou shalt not murder. Pretty clear. Talking about murder. Even better, it's it's better uh, interpreted to say, thou shalt not shed innocent blood. Now, of course, when we look at this, we have to prove that the unborn are human. Most people would agree with that. And if they are and they're killed, then this prohibition against murder and the shedding of innocent blood applies. So Bill Clinton and Kamala Harris are wrong. Wow, what a shocker, right? The next thing is the Bible talks about child sacrifice. And abortion is child sacrifice, modern day child sacrifice. In Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 35, the Bible says, this is Old Testament child sacrifice. The Bible says they built high places for Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom to sacrifice their sons and daughters, daughters to Molech. Though I never commanded, nor did, I, did it enter into my mind. Now think about that. God says, nor did I ever command it, nor did it ever enter my mind that they should do such a detestable thing and so make Judah sin. Now, in the Old Testament, we understand that children were sacrificed to the idol, Baal, to the god Baal. And uh, I, I, I'm sorry, they were sacrificing for Baal, the daughters of Molech. So this is child sacrifice in the Old Testament. Now, we're a little more sophisticated than that today. We don't sacrifice our children to Molech we sacrifice our children to the God of convenience, the God of self, the God is I don't uh, the God of I don't want a baby right now, the God of I have a career to fulfill, the God of uh, I want uh, you know to make a certain amount of money, I want to go to college. I mean, you can fill in the blank, right? Uh, we don't go to you know golden calves or idols that are made uh, out of hands. Uh, we 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 have other idols that we uh, worship, and we kill the babies in buildings that say reproductive health care or something of that, nor uh, 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 something like that. So, 
abortion is child sacrifice. And then thirdly, she talked about how the government should not have any say on abortion. Well, of course, she's wrong there as well, because the Bible is clear that one of the primary purposes of civil government is to protect the weak against the strong and to bring justice for those who violate the civil law. Romans chapter 13 says this. Every person is to be subject to the governing authorities. This is Paul writing to the Romans. For there is no authority except from God, and he's talking about civil government, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God. And they have uh, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. And then here's the most important part. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you, uh, do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Praise from the same. For it is a servant of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid. For, does, for it does not bear the sword in vain. For it is a servant of God, an avenger, who brings wrath upon those who practice evil. And so what the Apostle Paul is saying here, civil government, he's writing to the Romans, under Roman occupation, I might add, and saying you need to obey civil government. And that the civil government is there for your good, is there for your good and to punish evil and that it bears the sword uh, to bring judgment against those who practice evil. And it says that they are that the civil government is an avenger against those who practice evil. So the whole purpose of civil government is to punish evildoers and to use the sword to do it. Now, I don't know about you. I think this is a reference to the uh, institution of capital punishment. What else is a sword used for? People say, oh, well, it's just a symbol of civil government. Okay, maybe that's true as well. But the sword kills people, right? So some people say, well, the New Testament doesn't teach capital punishment. I beg to differ. I think this is a reference to the use of the sword in bringing justice to those who do evil by instituting the, uh, the uh, capital punishment. So to summarize, Bill Clinton's wrong when he said there is no scripture that condemns abortion way back in the 1990s. And then Kamala Harris said, when she said that you can be pro-choice and you don't have to give up your faith, Christian faith, to agree with us, they're both wrong because scripture tells a different story. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, God said, you shall not murder. The Old Testament talks about child sacrifice, sacrificing children to Molech. And then Romans 13 talks about bringing justice to those who do evil. So uh, I just wanted to go through. These are the, some of the topics that have been brought up recently as we head into the November 8th election. And folks, I want to exhort you to get involved with our Michigan campaign. And you can do that by going to StopAbortionExtremism.com. That's StopAbortionExtremism.com. And volunteer with our partner group up there in Michigan. Protect Life Michigan, who is leading the charge 
in trying to defeat this uh, abortion amendment uh, that would legalize abortion and institute enshrine it into the Michigan Constitution, enshrining abortion up to the very moment of birth and wipe out all the pro-life laws that have been enacted and enforced over the last several decades. So you can get involved by going to StopAbortionExtremism.com. And then finally, I'd ask you, if you're interested in having me come and speak to your congregation, I can do two things. I can preach a sermon on abortion, uh, or I can equip your small group, your church group, your Bible study, your Sunday night group, your midweek group, on how to defend the pro-life position in the public square using logic, philosophy, the U.S. Constitution, science, biology, and, of course, Scripture. And I'd be happy to come and equip your congregation uh, on how to converse with people to disagree with you on the issue of abortion. All right, friends, thanks for joining me today on the Mark Harrington Show, Activist Radio with your radio activist, Mark Harrington. And if you get an opportunity, please subscribe to the program. We're on all the popular podcasting platforms. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, God bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.